Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some news on reconciliation. Number two, the latest on where things stand on Yusika. And number three, a look at former Representative Bob Goodlatte's lobbying business. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Our colleague John Bresnahan is leading Punchbowl News AM with a scoop on Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer getting the ball rolling on a potential Democratic reconciliation package. Yeah, I'd actually say, Anna, respectfully, uh, this is big news. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think this is actually <laughs> relatively huge news. Um, so we the Build Back Better bill died a couple of God, I don't even remember when that was, but what does it matter? So but many, so many deaths, so many. It has it that. has it has been uh, uh, up and down, alive and dead a lot over the last whatever year or so. Um, so uh, we've reported a bunch of times, as of others, that Manchin, Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, the uh, West Virginia Democrat and and uh, Chuck Schumer have been negotiating over a new reconciliation package. That is a a budget bill that needs 50 votes to pass. Um, we call this build back mansion. I don't know when that started, but I, I really do like that name. Um, I, I think that might just be a punchful news name. It, I'm not well, quite sure that's going to you know go go in the broader sphere. Call the lawyers. Let's trademark that because it's a great <laughs> it's a great name. Um, okay, so uh, Chuck Schumer today is going to give the parliamentarian the beginning of that reconciliation package. The beginning, the uh, allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices now. This is low-hanging fruit. They do not have agreement on the rest of the package, which will have to include some tax provisions and climate and energy provisions. But he's getting the ball rolling here, and this is big, uh, and it will be the focus of the next 25 or so days um, before the August recess. So uh, quite big news. Obviously, Democrats want to... um, Want to, they don't want to waste this reconciliation package. They get one a year, um, and they use last year's uh, already, obviously, last year. So this is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, as you said, low-hanging fruit, first step. I think those are kind of key phrases here. Um, the big question is what else could uh, Democrats find um, – you know, agreement on where Manchin is obviously concerned about inflation, new federal spending programs, and there's going to be an extensive behind the scenes jockeying over tax reform. And, you know, there's not going to be a lot of other moving pieces of legislation here between now and election day. And so oftentimes, you know, when this happens, there's going to be as an effort to try to cram in as much as absolutely possible. But at the same time, you know, there's got to be 50. And Manchin has been uh, pretty concerned about this. I think there's other folks that are going to be really interesting to watch, too, though. We don't know where Kirsten Cinema is on this idea, you know, uh, privately. And we've reported, a lot of people have reported that she's been very bearish on the idea of uh, reconciliation going forward. So as much as all eyes are on Manchin, there's going to be other folks to look at to say, you know, are they going to be supportive of it? As you know, very limited amount of time to actually get this done before uh, the midterm election. And, you know, if they do this, it's going to kind of jam up a lot of the rest of the schedule. 
it will. Um, but I, I would say, you know, and we'll get let's get into this now. This is the um, this is the the next the next story of the day here. It's Yusika, right? The chips bill. Um, Mitch McConnell has said if Democrats go ahead with a reconciliation package, he is not he is not allowing he's not going to he didn't say this directly, but he said they will not they will block the Yusika bill. Now, that's a big deal. It's a bipartisan bill passed with, I think, 68 votes last summer, something that the administration very, very desperately wants. Um, the. uh, uh so we'll at number one, we'll have to see what how how McConnell reacts to this. But number two, um, we have some reporting this morning that only 12 percent of the bill is officially closed out. Now, Democrats take issue with that characterization. Um, they say that much more is closed out, but Republicans are withholding their official um, uh okay on a bunch of legislative items until some of the big issues are out of the way. But the Yusika picture has just gotten extremely, extremely grim, which is going to be a problem for goodness gracious. I mean, tech companies and and um, uh, all sorts of companies that rely on chips that are hoping that this Yusika bill gets across the finish line. Um the 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 situation just got just started looking a lot different over the last you know just the last several hours since we've reported or we we're reporting it now but this morning it looks a lot more hmm. grim than it has in the past yeah I, I mean this has been something that 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 industry has been pushing for a long time as you say one of those rare bipartisan issues you know we had I remember doing a Senator Todd Young interview um, months ago and the the kind of the deadline and he's one of the big negotiators and this was, you know, they thought by the end of May this was going to happen. Then it was the July 4th recess. I mean, the kind of the, the timing of Yusika has continued to slip. I think the big question, as you note, right, is this kind of more aggressive posture that uh, Senator McConnell has had as of late that, you know, basically trying to jam Democrats on reconciliation to say, if you move forward with this, then we're, I'm not going to give you the vote on Yusika. Um, and we'll have to see how hard and fast he is on that, right? I, I, to your point, there's a lot of industries and companies that are that have been pushing for this for a very long time. Um, so something certainly to watch. And I think also just, again, the calendar gets really tricky here uh, in terms of, you know, getting to the end of the month and maybe even early August. But then you really get into election season. Is this something that could happen in the lame duck? I think, you know, there's a lot of people who doubt that that could happen. So it it's going to be yeah, I don't think something. This is I don't think this is a thing in the lame duck. I, I right. do think that if they don't get it through, they could just do a chips only provision in one of the spending bills. But I don't think something like you seek it can get done in the lame duck. Sorry to interrupt you. No, hey, we are very passionate here this morning at yes. 520 in the morning on you Let's move on to the number three item uh, of the morning, which is an interesting downtown download. Former House Judiciary Committee Chair Bob Goodlatte, the Republican from Virginia, has uh, put together a pretty nice little lobbying business for himself and recently signing up to lobby in his most recent lobbying registration for Walt Disney Company. Yeah, how about that? Um, what do you think of that, Anna? I mean, he has his, his own little shop, it seems. He's, not, he's, he's registering under his... His company is just called Robert Goodlatte. <laughs> uh, $140,000 in the first quarter. Uh, not a bad little um, uh, 
business he's got going on. What do you what do you think as somebody who covered lobbying for a very, very long time? I did. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting, uh, particularly in the sense that you know he's really he's working on a lot of issues that he's got experience, right? Whether it's the Association of American Publishers, Protect the First, Project for Privacy and Surveillance Accountability, all his clients, um, and Walt Disney, certainly a company that's had a lot of issues. He's going to be lobbying on entertainment industry issues, general copyright issues, theme park security. So um, always an interesting story when it looks at the revolving door of folks that once powerful on Capitol Hill go and leave and, and oftentimes they come and around into their next career in terms of the influence industry. How about that? What a town. <laughs> All right. Hey, one quick thing. I just want to remind everybody that we have an event next week with Representative Brad Sherman on Tuesday, July 12th at 9 a.m. Looking at how Washington is trying to regulate capital markets and financial reporting. Uh, certainly interesting given what's happening with crypto, inflation and all kinds of things. And we're also announcing this morning, Jake, a virtual conversation with Representative Eric Swalwell on July 27th at 9 a.m. We're going to be talking to him about privacy and security in existing and new technologies given his role uh, on House Intel and other committees. I think he's got a lot to say when it comes to that. Uh, so you can sign up for those conversations and more at our events hub at punchbowl.news. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about the Daily Punch. Have a great day and stay safe.